Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Hello, we're back. 2023, season two, Chakra Checkups. Here we go. <laughs> Our first podcast of the new year. <laughs> Besides the first podcast in season two, is there something that you were planning on working on or goals for this year? Well, one of my spiritual goals for this year, one of the main ones, is I want to uh, improve my ability to read the Akashic Records, both when I'm doing my chakra readings and also when I'm on the astral. I'd like a clearer visual of what I'm reading and more control over my ability to access information. And I think the best way for me to learn how to achieve that would be the way I'm teaching in information, and that would be through meditation. Yeah, and I think my goal for the year would be to better connect with my angels and, you know, learn how to use some of my abilities and hearing you talk about kind of breakthroughs you've had or gifts you've received during meditation. It seems like that's the best place to start. And so I figured it would be good for me and maybe many other listeners out there if we just have a conversation about meditation. I think I've been resistant to starting a meditation practice before because I had the idea that it was more about how to clear your mind and empty your brain of thoughts. (laughs) Sounds nice. Uh, Sounds impossible. (laughs) Um, in my experience, everything about meditation, healing, and almost any type of doing remote viewing, almost any type of spiritual practice is never about clearing your mind, but it's about focusing your mind, choosing wisely what thoughts you want to focus on and what thoughts you do not want to focus on. And certainly that's the case with meditation. Many people think that meditation is to, I don't know, somehow avoid your thoughts or clear your mind of thoughts or something of that nature and sort of drift off somewhere. It's about focusing. It's all about mental focus to a great degree. And it's about choosing what kind of thoughts you are going to be involved in for the next 20 to 40 minutes and sometimes even three hours and how you're going to manage those thoughts. So for the early meditator, someone who's never done that, that could just be deciding that you're going to simply sit still and whatever thoughts you start to get entangled in, you will choose not to go down that road. If you're sitting, you're trying to meditate and you suddenly think about what work you didn't finish, you're choosing to set those thoughts aside and focus on your breathing, being centered, being in the now, being present, and not follow that chain of thoughts. We're we're surrounded in thought soup. We, We have so many thoughts bombarding us constantly. Almost everything about 
spiritual life, spirituality, all of your gifts, healing, uh, shamanism is about focus. It's never about moving on without your mind or being without your mind. It's about choosing to focus your mind precisely where you want it to be at that particular time. Right. And then sometimes what happens is everything lets go and you just go into a ball of light, which is great. But even then, in my experience, I still had mental focus. And what things should we be focusing on or what were you focusing on? Well, for, for most meditations and for people that are starting to meditate, you would focus on your breathing. You would get comfortable, and, but not so comfortable that you'd fall asleep. And instead of following any thoughts, you would simply focus on, okay, now my thought is to be aware of my, my breath. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing, I'm relaxed, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. Some people focus also on their heartbeat and the rhythm of their heart. So I'll just be relaxed and breathing. I'm present and I'm just breathing. And if I, th- if I wish to think about something, I'll think about that. You know, my next breath in, my breath out and being peaceful. But that sounds simplistic, but it can be very difficult when someone hasn't ever done that before. Yeah, I can. I mean, just from my own personal experience, the hardest times that I have of like really letting thoughts go or when I'm like angry at a person or have something that's particularly triggering and being able to like let that go without that spinning in my mind so much. What the practice of meditation is is partly about is sending yourself and not getting caught up in all of that yeah it it seems like sometimes you can't i mean if you had a fight with your boss or your or mate or something and you're all wanting to just go through every word and what you should have said and what you should have done it seems like it would be so impossible to sit down and just not think about it but if right. you start picture it like Yes, there's that thought there, and that thought's just going to float on by. And, oh, there's another one, and that one's going by, too. And meanwhile, I'm going to focus my intention on being here, present, and breathing. Yeah, and I think uh, you told me just to think about even breathing in light and then breathing out a lot of those thoughts. And I found that, like, particularly helpful in those situations. Yes, I do that constantly. I do that every day. There's not been a day when I haven't spent time saying, just breathe in the light, breathe out any darkness. Someone says, oh, I hate that person. I go, oh, breathe in the light, breathe that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, a school. Like, oh, that didn't work. Let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, breathe in the light. Which is sort of a is sort of a meditative practice to be in a state of living is just to be doing that. Breathe mm. in the light, breathe out the darkness. I don't know, preoccupation uh, with people to examine the darkness in our society. 
someone shoots somebody, they want to know everything about him, why he did it, what, you know, all about it. Right. Um, I don't think that that kind of preoccupation is very useful for your spiritual development. I think it's better to focus on the light. And, and that's simple because it's simple white gold light, or some people like to think of blue or purple light, but it doesn't matter. You're just focusing on light. You're not adding to putting your consciousness in going into any darkness. You just breathe in the light and breathe out the darkness very so all of those uh, serial killer documentaries aren't really great to watch before you're bed <laughs> well if you focus on darkness then darkness can focus on you right if you're thinking about you're just alone in the universe and there's no other energetics that involve you that might work but the truth is that dark energy sometimes has a consciousness attached to it and it's hard to know which parts of the darkness do and which parts don't. And again, I don't want to focus on it to try to figure that out. It's better just not to invite that in. It's in your television set, in books that you read, in meditations, in conversation, in practice. There's no spiritual benefit to going into the darkness. So meditation can really calm you down people that have ptsd people that have had severe trauma i had severe trauma you've had your share of stuff and it's a way of training your physical and mental and spiritual self to calm down when i was in uh, nursing school getting my massage license we had a lab session in the physiology lab and they were taking everybody's blood pressure and the teacher said would someone like to volunteer and i said sure i'll volunteer so i they put a blood pressure cuff on me to demonstrate some things and he read off my blood pressure and then i just thought i'll just calm myself way down like i do in meditation and my blood pressure dropped by 10 points and he the teacher turned to me and said you meditate a lot don't you mm-hmm because it, it teaches you to calm down, to calm down and be centered. And that's healthier for you. And it's very, very good for your nervous system. So many people are running on fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And they've learned how to do that. And so they've taught their nervous system how to do that. Meditation teaches your nervous system how not to do that. How to, it teaches your mind, your brain, your physiology how to calm down. And that's very healthy, much better for you. But the other thing is, when you get in this calm and quiet state, you open the doorway for your guides and your angels to bring you something that would be useful to you. Uh, tools, spiritual gifts, insights, memories of past lives, messages that are important to you because most yeah, I think I'm really fascinated by the idea of like getting you know like gifts and messages from you know my my angelic guides and I'm so I think that's more what I'm I'm curious about is like when you're sitting down in a meditation 
with a goal like that in mind? Like what kind of themes or things are you asking or thinking about? Well, again, thinking is mostly focusing on being present, being there and available. But you can have a question like I want to know about my past lives or what message would you have for me? Or I am trying to increase my healing ability. So help me to do that or show me how to do that. It was during a prayer, a prayer and then a follow and a meditation I had of that nature that I was handed the ability to see all the colors in the chakras and read all the chakras. It was handed to me uh, in a meditation and, and with a voice saying, this is for you. So I was given an ability an enhanced ability. And I have many times meditated and I didn't even, this is an interesting thing. I didn't even really realize that I, anything came through in the meditation but then within one to three days later I woke up with a new skill or I knew how to do something and I had really no idea where I learned it I think you learn it in meditation you download some of these things it takes two or three days sometime to integrate and all of a sudden you just have a knowing Mm. And there's been so many things that I have learned that way. And then I go back and I go, huh, where, where, where did I learn? That? It must have been my meditation. So you open yourself up and then the angels are like, yay, finally, she's available. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can show her something. Mm-hmm. If you're not setting a meditation, when are they going to be able to show you something? Not while you're Yeah, driving. I think I think my mind since we've been talking about this and I've been trying you know some of my thoughts are like okay you know breathe in light like breathe out the darkness and you know I'm see and communicate with my guides and then then I don't really know where to go from there and stuff and so then I'm like okay well then then what (laughs) well okay a simple basic practice of meditation could look like this you sit down and you get comfortable and you take some breaths. And then it, it can be useful to like tense your whole body, take a deep breath and tense everything as tense as you can and then breathe out and let it go. And do that a couple of times. Just tense all up, you know, make fists, curl your toes, just tighten up every muscle in your body and then just let it go and say, okay, now I'm here. And then it can be helpful if you're, if you're a visual person to visualize. Some people like to think, okay, I'm going to now, I'm going to walk into a beautiful scene, like a, a meadow or sit by my favorite waterfall or sit on the, on the beach in the sunset. Uh, some scene, I like a forest meadow. So you see yourself, okay, and you focus on what would be in that meadow there are flowers i can smell the 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 wild flowers there's a soft wind blowing and as i sit here in my meadow my guides and my angels will bring me information will help me to learn things 
you can even sometimes picture a guy walking across the meadow to you, opening his hand and giving you a gift. So you can involve your mind in that kind of a pictorial, peaceful, spiritual setting will open you up to being receptive. What you're, what you're saying to your angels and what you're demonstrating is that I am here and I am receptive. Mm-hmm. And that's also very calming. Yeah, are there different like stages to meditation? Uh, they generally are. Uh, initially, most people will just feel a little bit agitated and nervous, and they're in a state where they're starting to calm down or they're starting to settle. And that can last for, well, it depends. I mean, the more you practice, the quicker it goes. But I would say that somebody that hasn't meditated before, that might last for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes of just trying to settle yourself and center yourself takes a little while. And then you'll transition into a more settled, present place where you pr- might feel enhanced sensation in terms of any wind on your skin or what you're smelling in the world around you and be more aware of how your mind is starting to relax. You sort of go into a kind of relaxed state. So would that be kind of the section you would be visualizing the meadow that you're sitting in or? Yes. If you're choosing to do that, even if you're just breathing, that would be just, you'll just kind of shift. You'll shift Uh states and you'll feel uh, like, okay, I'm, I'm in a little different place. And then for me, and I've talked to other people that have also experienced this at some point in that state, it's like you make a 45 degree turn. It's a funny thing because you're not really going in any direction per se, but there's this place where in your meditative state, where you're suddenly you're like, feel like you're, we're moving in one direction and then you make a 45 degree turn. I don't know why that is, but, but for me, that has always been okay. A sign. Now I'm moving into a deeper state of meditation. And for me personally, that's when you start to see color. I will start to see uh, pulsating emerald green or gold or purple. Very often for me, it's, uh, purple it's crown chakra but sometimes it'll be gold and sometimes an aquamarine blue and I'm just I'm in pulsating clouds of color will come into my vision even though my eyes are closed and and then I'm just being in that color and letting that just pulsate around me and that's a state where you're moving into your higher consciousness and into your higher higher self and also transitioning a little bit out of this realm into another dimension you get into a higher dimension it's interesting because there have been times when i was in a group meditation and when i was in that state and i suddenly opened my eyes and i would only see three or four people out of the group it's like those are the people that transitioned with me and the rest of them were gone or they were left behind actually. (laughs) So (laughs) it, 
And I'm like, okay, this is oh, this is who we are now. We're now we're down to four, um, myself and four other people. So you literally do start to move into another dimension, into a higher dimension, and so you're you are entering the angelic realm, and that makes a lot of things possible. Yeah. And when you what does in- that feel like? How do you know if you've made it? Well, because you will be, like I said, in pulsing color and you you have a profound calm around you and time becomes sort of irrelevant. You're no longer wondering how long this is going to go on or anything like that. You're just in profound peace and and calm. You might notice your breathing alters slightly or your heart rate changes a little bit. Sometimes you start to pulsate. Or your breathing is just it just changes a little bit, but enough that you might notice it. But it's mainly just a profound sense of well-being, calm, and pulsing color light. And at that point, you don't really have to worry about trying to think of something or verbalize something or move into a request. You've already made those things known at the early part of your meditation. Right. And- already set your intention for the meditation exactly and then you just be there you're just available i'm here your your angels already knew even before you ask everything that you need and your guides already know what they want to teach you so you don't have to coach them Mm -hmm. and you just have to be willing to receive at that point Right. Just be willing to be receive and just be fine with whatever happens. You might not receive anything. It, I mean, I've meditated thousands of times. I haven't had thousands of gifts. Right. But I always get the gift of peace and color and connection to spirit. That's consistent. Right. And the more that you do that, the more profoundly you begin to realize that there is this higher energy around us and it is a very benevolent energy, the energy of your angels and the energy of all this light is, is very, very beneficial. And it's very nice to, to spend time in it. Yeah. And you may not have received you know, like gifts every time, but have, have you received messages more, more often? Well, my focus has always been on healing. So uh-huh. what I have had often is just I wake up or come out of my meditation. And oftentimes I meditate late at night and then I go to sleep and then I wake up and all of a sudden there's something I know how to do. Like uh, An example is I one day I woke up and I realized that some people, when they have an accident, their soul actually gets out of alignment with their body and it needs to be put back in and I could suddenly see that that looks like a light blue line and I knew that this would be like a chiropractic adjustment and I knew just how to put it back Um, Mm -hmm. that wasn't something I was asking for or had even thought about right did a meditation and then the next morning it was there I knew how to do that. And very recently, well, even a couple days ago, I 
had someone who had had a, a car wreck early in their life and were still having problems. And I said, well, it's because your soul's out of alignment. And with the help of another person on the phone, the three of us, we got together, put his soul back into where it's supposed to be, that proper alignment. And he's like, wow, that's better. Said, oh, yeah. That's really better. <laughs> it's, it sounds all, almost magical, but it's just the way it is. But this is I mean, something- I can imagine that would be kind of like having uh, a joint out of socket or something and popping it back. And- and popping it, exactly. It's exactly like that. And that was something I learned in the meditation. Another thing I, I learned in a meditation is that you can take hold somebody's foot and anybody can do this out there um and you breathe and focus and see blue light and i don't know why blue is better but you just see blue light going from your hand up through their body to the top of their head and if the person is ill or having difficulty um the light won't move. So you can actually say, okay, oh, I'm breathing. Oh, but it seems like it's stuck in the knee. And then you breathe and and kind of egg it on. Okay, come on, blue light. Keep going, keep going and move. And when you do this, when you can focus on this person and feel and see the blue light go all the way to the top of their head, it kind of resets their ability to connect to energy in the earth when they're meditating or when they're doing anything. And they go, wow, suddenly I feel better. I feel like things are working better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you can tell where their chakras or something is stuck because the energy won't go. It's, uh, you might say, oh, wow, it looks like everything just stops at your stomach or everything it very frequently would stop at the joints, you know, the hip joint, the back joint, the shoulders or something. But, but then a lot of times I could keep breathing, 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 see it moving for them use my breath and my vision and see this blue light moving until it moves smoothly through one side of their body and then I'll do the other side. And it just kind of resets their ability to ground their energy and to pull energy through their chakra systems up and charge up their system. Huh. So do you think like people with I guess less problems in their chakra system would be more inclined to like get into a deeper meditation. Like do your chakras need to be pretty clear to get there? Um, yes and no. If you're a lot of times what makes chakras not clear is holding tremendous amounts of anger, upset, regret, depression, things like that in your chakra system well those are all all of those thoughts are not in the present they're in the past Mm -hmm. and and in order to meditate you need to be in the present so if you've got your chakra system very involved with being in the past then meditation is just about the opposite of that it's about the most opposite of that as you can get all, all creation, healing, enlightenment, imagination, everything like that, joy, love, is in the present. And meditation brings you to the present so that you can experience and be involved in all those kinds of activities. So it's not that the your chakra system 
if it's somewhat involved in a lot of anger, something prevents the meditation, but it's going to be a little bit harder for you to pull away from your habitual interest in the past and to be present. Your angels are in the present. Your angels aren't in the past. There's nothing alive in the past. There's nothing dynamic or spiritual in the past. That's gone. But people spend a lot of time there. And meditation brings you out of that. And that alone is definitely worth worth doing. Physically, they've proven that meditation in, improves your blood pressure, improves your digestion, helps you with your breathing. A lot of people breathe very shallow and they're not taking deep breaths then so they're not bringing oxygen into their body to the Mm -hmm. foot and that makes you weaker and more tired so learning to meditate and just the breathing and the focus actually has some really positive physiological effects on your health and well-being that's why some hospitals have set up meditation rooms for people to go and meditate at the hospitals um, because they realize how many sick people have benefited from just sitting down and and doing a meditation yeah i could i i could imagine it would be pretty helpful to try to be more in the in the present and breathing deeply well your life is happening in the present and if you're if you're not focused on the present then you're really not focused on your life You're focused on something that happened at one time in your life, but you're not focused on where you are right now and living and what's happening right now. And it's startling when you realize how much you've done that and how dynamic the difference is when you bring yourself to the present and and are in the in the now. And meditation is an excellent way to train yourself to do that. You don't have to meditate for a very, very long time. It's not necessary to meditate for hours and hours, although I have done meditations like that. Even a 20-minute or a 25-minute-a-day meditation, maybe before you went to bed or, or even in the middle of the night when it's extra quiet, can have a profound effect on the quality of your life, your nervous system, your, the amount of joy you have in your life all sorts of things, the, your ability to feel love and, and be loving. All of that can be vastly improved by meditation. Those are all advantages you get aside from what your guides and your angels might be giving you. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the kind of meditations you've been walking me through a little bit is just to uh focus on you know breathing color into the chakra system and breathing out uh like you know any darkness or resentment that i've been holding in those chakras and that's kind of a good base 20 minute meditation is it not well even you can do it as quickly as you want but even if you did a five minute chakra meditation before you went to work or before you go do a presentation or when you need to calm down, um, 
it has a profound effect on you. And, and the way you do that, it's a very simple, you, you get yourself quiet and, and breathe. And then you start to visualize each chakra. So you would start with my root chakra. And I visualize that as a shining candy apple red and just full of energy and just glowing in that color. And then you go to your second chakra and see that as a beautiful tangerine color. Just a nice cloud of beautiful, shining tangerine. And just think, you know, everything with my relationships is going to work really well. And then you see your solar plexus chakra as a giant, shining, radiant yellow sun. Warming up everything in my environment, making everything in my material world works smoothly and effectively and then you move up to your heart and see your heart in emerald green gold and just glowing and every breath that you take this love in your heart diffuses all around you and you become more and more loving and the diffusion of this love from your heart fills the space around you if you're in an office fills your office or your home you know or your room and every breath is more loving every breath out is expanding you're expanding the light in your heart and you go up and you see your throat you think all your communication is just vibrant shining blue truth and spirituality and you breathe that and see that and go up to your third eye and just see your third eye shining in gold or blue or violet and just imagine opening your third eye and seeing everything you were meant to see in light and truth and knowing natural knowing coming to you i'm open to see things exactly how they are whatever that may be and then go into your crown chakra and just see the the shining white or the gold that you have in your crown chakra just surrounding all of you like a giant crown of light that also is expanding expanding and opening to your guides your angels whatever energy is most beneficial to you and then just visualize that and, and state, this is who I am. I am an enlightened being. I am this light. This is the truth of my existence. And then get up and get dressed and go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll feel better. <laughs> you will feel better. <laughs> and that Yeah, I do feel well. like it helps a lot, actually. Like since I started doing that this year. And some of the ones that you've walked me through. Well, to be enlightened, I mean, enlightenment means to be enlightened. And when you see, you know, the way you create something is to know it, see it, say it. So by visualizing yourself as an enlightened, balanced being, you are creating that on many levels. And that is the truth of who you are you are not your your bad past or your your icky relationship 
you are in truth a being of light and when you say this is who i am even for a minute even for five minutes that will carry you through much of your day and gives you a different perspective we'll keep going you know it's you've declared that and created that energy and multiplied that energy around you and that's very beneficial Mm -hmm. even if you get to work and everyone attacks you you can just go into the lounge or the restroom and just sit there and go wait a minute who am I really? And just do a quickie. <laughs> you know, I, am, I, I am. And just do your chakra skin and walk back out there and go, okay, round two. <laughs> Ready now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I think it's pretty easy to go to the bathroom and take a five minute break and think about that when you're going pee or whatever. Well, well, maybe, uh, well, feel a little bit refreshed afterwards in more way than one. <laughs> But whatever you need to do to, you know, take a few minutes and, and focus. People, I think, have the idea when people are meditating that they're doing nothing or nothing's happening. Actually, probably the more profound things of their life are happening. And they're opening themselves to very profound moments in their life. Yeah, well, I think we're just used to, like, instant gratification in this day and age of having everything at the tip of our fingertips. And so when, you know, you're unable to clear your mind of thoughts, I think it's easy to get frustrated. Like Gina said that when she was came on as a guest, is that she, she was like, I'm not doing it right, and uh, went out and asked everyone, like, how do you meditate? <laughs> Well, well, I don't know that there's necessarily a right or wrong if you're attempting to do it, but it shouldn't be frustrating. It shouldn't be. It's more about not being frustrated and just relaxing. And the more present you are, when you're present, there's a feeling of joy that is very tangible and it sort of washes away everything else. The more you're present, the more joyful you are. And people comment, how come I'm so happy all the time? Well, I'm, I'm just more present. I've wasted a lot of my lifetime trying to get justice and going back over things that happen. And boy, I'd like this person to be punished or that, or it should have done this, or I should have done that. And now I say, why should, uh, don't should all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give that up and be now. Yeah. <laughs> because what you do have is the present and you don't can't get back what you lost. But you do have this opportunity to be calm and happy and loving and feel good about yourself and be enlightened. Yeah. Yeah, those shoulds are horrible. I think it's definitely better just to, you know, learn and take like what you do differently and then put that towards the future when if, if a similar situation arises then to go back and be like I should have done this right don't shit on yourself anymore <laughs> don't shit on yourself <laughs> it's not a useful exercise <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get into more now I was able to go into what they call some samadhi or the breathless state um, doing a Merkaba meditation. 
and the Merkab and that for me was more like a hour and a half to three hour meditation. But what what I did was picture myself in a golden glass Merkaba, which is two three-sided pyramids. So you're in the six-pointed star that's three-dimensional. And I would just um, visualize myself sitting in a your, your classic yoga position with your legs you know crossed and and then start to see the planes of this pyramid this one golden triangle and you know the one behind me one coming to a point in front of me another one and see myself in it and as I was able to build this in my mind in my meditation that activated my Merkaba and that began to spin and I went through several meditations. Of course, when it started to spin, I, of course, got out of my meditation because I go, yay, it's finally working. It's spinning. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not, of course. Right. Um, but that focus and the time I put into that then activated my Merkaba. And once you got them activated, then you move much more quickly when you go into a meditation into wherever you want to go. It's like tuning up or, or building a car, then getting the engine going, and finally you're on the road. Now you just have to turn the key and you're ready to go. So I spent the time and did this. And I did go into a completely breathless state. At some point, your your Merkaba will spin and spin and spin, and then it starts to spin in two directions at the same time. And you're in the middle of this really violently spinning energy. Uh, I've told this to a couple of people that have recently said, wow, I started to happen and it did what you said. It was like crazy. Um, but you really feel this tremendous spinning energy around you. And then it stops just like that. And your breathing stops. You're not holding your breath. You're not controlling your breath. You just stop breathing. And your heart starts pulsing. It's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. And this energy is just coming from your heart. And you're just in a pulsing state. And everything becomes light. It's like you're in the middle of a massive amount of shining and shimmering light. Every, you become light. You're, the, you're like the center of a light bulb. And you're just radiating light and light is everywhere around you and the first time I did that that I looked up in the ceiling and the ceiling just sort of decomposed and I could see the night sky wow that sounds amazing it is amazing and it's worth doing but honestly it took me quite a while to get to that point to get the focus to do the visualization to be patient with it to make that happen and then not get thrown out of it in the middle too yeah not be it's like when you first start to astral travel oh I'm, i i used to focus in my meditation on astral travel and i'd finally be out of my body and i go look i've done it i've done it and then i'm back back in my body and i go crap <laughs> if i could only be more patient and not get so excited <laughs> 
Yeah, can you do astral travel like from a meditation or is that more when you're sleeping? No, you can absolutely do it from meditation and I have done it from meditation. And one of the things that I had happened in meditation uh, was that I had an angel come to me just sitting there talking to me and then said, I want to bring you to another place and we're going to discuss a memory and we just I just went off with this angel went out of my body and went with this angel that sounds so phenomenal even when I think of it it sounds that way but it's actually quite possible to have something like that happen when you're meditating also when I was in Brazil I attracted they have these beings that these were natural native Indians that decided not to go into the light when they died, but stay on the astral. And they are called uh, penis, which means feathers, or they're also called kabokos. And I had a kaboko come to me. I was meditating and there had been a big ayahuasca ceremony and I decided to just stay and meditate. So I was sitting meditating and all of a sudden this kaboko came to me and one of the first things he did is he took my hand and he said, come, we're going. And we, I went out of my body with him and we flew across the, the rainforest there. We were in, in the semi-tropical zone of the rainforest, which is so beautiful. And we flew across and came to this big waterfall. And he said, stand here now. We'll stretch to the top of the waterfall and like stretched our astral bodies. So we were the same height as the waterfall as all this water was like pouring over us and we were doing that for a few minutes. And then he brought my <laughs> hand again and flew me back. <laughs> How can you tell that that's actually happening versus like your ego and your imagination making it up? Oh, it's when you have something like that happen, there is no question that it's real and it's profound it when you're out of your when you're in your astral body and out of your body you know you know it's not oh so because i'm telling you about one of my dreams and i was thinking that it was just my imagination of something like a lord of the rings fighting <laughs> off the dragons you shall not pass situation but then you were telling me it sounded more like an astral travel but you were sleeping right you were sleeping and when you go into the astral in your sleep you're kind of in the angel's domain and there are there's a lot of difference there in language in time in the tangibility of things and how they're created and all of that is quite different than here so it's oftentimes you'll go and you'll be experiencing these things then when you come back it's hard to bring all the detail and all of the information intact across the barrier when you move back into this dimension i've had angels tell me something and i'm going great that's great news oh that's just what i wanted to know i'm going to say that 10 times so i don't forget it and then i come out of the meditation and i cannot remember i remember talking to them i remember how important it was <laughs> <I got blue. laughs> 
So you're but, saying it's just a little bit different when you're more consciously awake in meditation, when they're showing you these things, you remember more? Yes, you remember more. It's clear. It's, you know, it's clear. It's precision. You don't have that fuzzy barrier. Because uh-huh. you don't have to, because you're not unconscious in your body where your body is. Whereas when you're sleeping, you're unconscious. Your body's in an unconscious state and you're waking up to your soul conscious consciousness when you are engaged in what you're doing in the astral with your angels and your guides or meditation unconscious Uh totally conscious state so you know i mean if you sit right now and you said okay i'm gonna imagine dancing you know that you're not dancing you know that you're imagining it but if you started to dance, you would also know that you're now dancing and you're not imagining it anymore. Uh-huh. If you're sitting and your soul is sitting in your body and suddenly your soul comes out of your body, you know that. That's not, so, that's not a thought, a random thought. That's an actual action. It's very tangible. And it's a profound thing to look down and see your body on the sofa and you're you know up at the ceiling and yeah you know where do I go from here right I had one meditation where I suddenly was inside of a flower and I didn't even know I had got very small sometimes you can get very small this is something people should know too sometimes you'll feel like parts of your body get big like Pillsbury Doughboy you get very large yeah and that could only be part of you. It could only be one arm or shoulder. This has happened to me. Or one leg or foot or your head. And then it's very weird feeling. <laughs> Not that comfortable. But it does happen. And then other times you can get very, very small. Down yeah. to the size of a molecule. And I had this feeling I flew across the countryside. And all of a sudden I'm sitting in on this waxy substance. I'm like, what is this yellow stuff? It's like yellow wax you know I don't know what this is and what's this white thing over me and then after a little while I realized I'm I'm in a daisy that hasn't quite opened up yet yeah so I guess I'm overthinking it now but now that you're mentioning it I do have like vivid memories of -of out-of-body experiences and like you know remember floating around the ceiling and listening in on conversations between you and whoever was in the house at the time well there you go so Uh, and you know that was real yeah yeah it's there it's real so that's one advantage of meditation is you don't have that confusion between what you're trying to learn in your sleep and the stages of moving through various different conscious states and then being conscious in your sleep, in your lucid dream, or with your guides, then it gets better. And the other thing is that when you meditate on a regular practice, what you do do in your sleep becomes more crystal clear. So you're able to then have interactions with your guides in that way that are very, very clear. Hmm. Um, I've had two times in my lifetime that I just went to doctors on the astral and I walked in and I remember one, I walked in and there was this beautiful woman there, just shining 
gorgeous woman with long blonde hair. And she said, oh, you've come to see me because you're sick. You have a very bad kidney infection. And then she said, one thing would help would be if you ate gelatin. And I'm like, jello? You mean like jello? (laughs) And she's like, yes, yes. And then I woke up and I hadn't been feeling really great, but I really didn't think I had a kidney infection. But I decided because of what this angel told me that I would go to the doctor. And he said, you have a four plus kidney infection. This is very serious. You've got to do something. So I'm going to give you antibiotics. And then he said, and it's also useful if you eat some jello. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, wow, that that's really trippy. But I wouldn't have gone if uh, if I hadn't showed up in her office on the astral. Right. Things like that can happen. And you'll know. I mean, it's not it's not like one of those kind of fuzzy dreams and you're not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. It, crystal clear matter of fact oftentimes it's more sparkling and so vivid and so clear it's hard to ever forget it right it stays in your consciousness in a certain way and this is available to you it's available to everybody this is a gift that you have that everybody can do everybody can sit and meditate and everybody can have more spiritual connection, more information, more healing, more light, more joy, more love. It's there for you. Yeah. And I'm just so appreciative of you like sharing your kind of tips on how to get started. Well, all you have to do is show up. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so easy. (laughs) Show up and be prepared for miracles yeah because your angels like to entertain you (laughs) (laughs) that makes them happy they like to entertain us (laughs) i would almost think they would have something better to do but i guess that's what they're here for isn't it Uh, yes yes well i try to keep mine busy yeah So let us know out there how your meditations go. If someone does get into an ma- amazing state, and I'm sure people will, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Or if you have more questions, you can leave us a voice message. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Yeah, we would love to hear from you guys and get to know more about what you guys want to hear about, more questions you want answered. and is going with your practice and meditations and things that you've learned from this podcast your enlightenment yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) because enlightenment is more fun all right well until next time on your next enlightenment lesson (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next tuesday yes Next Tuesday it is. Thank you. Bye.